we are once again chasing cryptic creatures through the woods. Welcome back to the swamp, my friends. It's good to see you made it back for another episode. Today I'm going to be sharing some creepy and allegedly true cryptid horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. As always, if you have a story that you would like to share, be sure to submit it at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. Joining me today is my good friend from across the pond, Papa Scare. If you enjoy his voice, please check out his channel. You can find the link to do so in the top of the description. Maybe consider giving him a subscribe. Anyways, let's get into these creepy and allegedly true cryptid horror stories. Hi, Swamp Dweller. I'm a big fan of your show and I've been wanting to submit this story for quite a while. So, this story takes place when I was a little girl. When I was about the age of 10, I was deeply interested in the paranormal, ghosts, monsters, Bigfoot, and the like. I frequently watched documentaries on monster hunting. One monster that always fascinated and frightened me was the legend of the Chupacabra. When I was little, I lived on a Caribbean island. Chupacabras are known for being native to these islands. They are frightening creatures, described as eating small livestock and animals. My childhood home was located near some woodlands. Sometimes, I would go out and play in the woods, but I would never venture too far into them out of fear of getting lost or hurt. Anyway, back to the story. One chilly gray morning, I woke up to the sound of a small animal walking around outside. Curious, I got out of bed and walked into the living room. There was a large floor-to-ceiling window. I opened the blinds that covered the window and peeked outside. What I saw that day, I will never, ever be able to forget, was a rather small, gangly-looking creature with dark matted fur and glowing red eyes walking across my yard towards the woods. It looked sickly, and from what I could see it appeared to have jagged, misshapen teeth. I stifled back a scream and ran back into my bedroom like a bat out of hell. Later, when my parents woke up, I told them what I saw, but me being a kid at the time, they did not believe me. My dad followed me outside, and I showed him where I saw the creature walking and there were still paw prints on the ground. My dad brushed it off and said it was probably dog footprints. I'm not entirely sure what I saw that day, and I still remember the experience clearly 13 years later. Skimwalkers and wendigos are not common occurrences on the island. My theory is that it was a chupacabra, but I'm not entirely sure. My mom and dad have some of the craziest stories you will ever hear, from running into monsters during the night to hearing things whisper in the dark. My mom told me this story when I was in junior high, and it stuck with me for years. My mom worked quite a few jobs, and with every job, she made new friends, and for some reason, they always told her their paranormal experiences. Everything from seeing Bigfoot up in the Zuni Mountains in New Mexico to seeing ghosts while driving home in the dead of night. For this story, my mom had worked for a hotel that had a restaurant inside 
where she had a position as the hostess. One day, a close friend had come back to work after taking their vacation, asking her how the trip was to Utah. Her friend told her they had a fun time, but they had encountered something rather uh, terrifying. She explained when they were coming home, they left late, so they were going to be making their trip home through the night. They were on the border of Utah and New Mexico at a place my mom called Skimwalker Alley. This area was well known for having some of the most extreme encounters with these entities, to put it mildly. They had been driving for quite a while at this point. It was herself and her husband and her youngest son. Their son had fallen asleep for quite a while at this point, and she was staying up to keep her husband company while he drove. It was approaching 3 a.m. when they had reached the border. She was not paying any attention to what was going on outside. While her and her husband were in the middle of their conversation, her husband said out loud, What the? Turning her attention to the corner of the road, they were approaching a large hill and she noticed something moving quickly down the hill. Saying out loud, What the hell is that? Her husband quickly made the decision to step on the gas and try to get ahead of whatever this thing was that was quickly coming down the mountain. As they approached the hill, they noticed it was a deer, but this was no deer, as this thing looked more... I don't know, it looked more human, I guess. They noticed it did not stand on all fours, but was literally running on two legs. As they quickly drove past it, it quickly begins following them, jumping from one side of the road to the other. This is where they noticed that there was a man. He had on what appeared to be a deer head. Desperately trying to outrun this creature, it kept up with them for quite a few miles, until in the distance they saw an oncoming car. Looking to the passenger side, they saw it run off into the trees. Freaking out, they tried to keep their cool, and not wanting to wake up their son, they kept staring straight ahead. A few more miles down the road, they had driven past a herd of deer, thinking... What if this thing came out of there? They just kept on going, speeding up the entire time. A week after she told my mom of their encounter, they went to see a shaman and he explained that it was most likely a skimwalker they had come across. He explained that the skimwalker was not there for them, but wanted to scare somebody, and it just so happened that they were there at the wrong time. Her friend, wanting to be sure, asked him again if they were safe. He went on and said after their encounter, if they had come across any deers, she said, they would be fine. That meant they were safe from the skimwalker, for whatever reason. I couldn't really tell you why. After this terrifying encounter, they made themselves promise they would never drive through the night in Skimwalker Alley. My only question is, if a skimwalker takes the shape of a certain creature, let's say a deer, and then you see deer right after, why does that mean you're safe? Maybe somebody can explain that in the comments. You can take this with a grain of salt, as I was 11, almost 12 at the time. But I was not a kid to make things up. I mean, before this, I do not think I have had a paranormal experience. And after it, I have only had a few minor things happen that I'm skeptical over. I have lived in Illinois my whole life. From 0 to 4, I lived in a Chicago suburb. At age 4, we moved to the boonies a very small, rural farm town, way closer to Rockford than Chicago. 
So most of my life, I have really lived near corn and forests. There is a small river near my house. Big enough to not be a creek, but still small. The area surrounding it is relatively dense forest. Nearby is a small forest preserve, but the area of the forest we had gone to that day was way denser than the forest preserve. I was riding bikes with my best friend at the time, who still remembers this. Basically, we rode to a part of the forest we had never been to before, and started walking in. There were no paths. We did not even get that deep in the forest until I heard a crack of a thick stick. Now, I am super outdoorsy, because of where I live. I used to spend hours during the summer exploring the rural areas with my younger brother, and this was years ago when kids kind of just played outside with no repercussions. My friend, whom I was with, was more of a suburbs kid. When the stick cracked, I was the one to start looking around, while my friend heard it, but kept looking at her feet. So, I looked up for a second, and saw something that scared the living crap out of me. A massive, black, wolf dog thing, leapt from behind a tree to another tree. I even remember it was moving west to east in the forest, from my right to my left. It looked like pure shadow. I did not see hair or eyes or fur, but it was like it was almost blacker than a shadow probably could not have been more than 20 or 25 feet away. It disappeared when, finally, it was behind the tree to the east. I booked it. My friend ran after me. Afterwards, we discussed. Friend never saw the actual dog thing, but we talked about the feeling. We both felt as if we were in some sort of a dream state. It was total Oz effect. Things got unnaturally quiet and I felt I was in a trance, as did my friend. I almost felt my eyes growing heavy during the walk into the forest. And unlike the regular Oz effect, it felt sort of peaceful. But maybe it is because I was a naive kid and did not recognize danger. We eventually returned home, and I told my mum, who kind of just brushed us off of course, but who did comfort me because I was shaking, hard. Next day I was on a bike ride with my brother near the woods, and as we were leaving, we heard the most maniacal laugh. It sounded like the devil. I cannot even really describe it except that it was like something out of a horror movie. My brother was in front of me, and turned around and gave me an extremely freaked look, so he heard it too. We pedaled our bikes as hard as possible out, and again told my mum, who kind of shrugged. Let me tell you, I slept with the lights on for probably three months, and during that time, I was constantly on edge and did not sleep well. I just have so many questions. The forest was, I mean, a real forest, but it was still close to some houses. Why would a dogman type thing be here? There are also no wolves here whatsoever, and it was far too big to be a coyote, much less a pitch black shadow coyote. How did it disappear as well? 
and I am not positive the laugh was related. I guess it could have been some older kids that were messing around with us. It may have been, but it sounded simply wrong, and we did not hear or see anyone else around. After I saw it, I was terrified. I mean, I was 11 using my dad's dial-up internet to look things up I saw. I was terrified it was an omen of death or something, but thankfully, I am alive 13 years later. Hi Swamp Dweller, my name is Tony. I live in Georgia on private land. I do not have any neighbors within the next 40 miles of me. The property has been in my family for quite a few generations now. Since the early 1800s to be exact. The history of my ancestors started at the same time, as they built around the 85 acre lake which has been privately owned since 1950 during the Korean War. Sorry for the history report but I wanted to be specific about some things. Because with what's been going on lately, I'm just absolutely out of ideas. Because the property is so old, it has been upgraded with spillway systems to keep the lake intact and has been stocked with nearly every species of fish for the past 15 years. The old house was taken down and rebuilt back in 2014 and I moved in about three years ago in 2018 after my grandparents passed away. It is me, my wife, and my twin girls. Anyways, one night I decided to take the pontoon boat out and catch some catfish after my wife had gotten the girls to sleep. I drifted out into the deeper waters and anchored down at around 40 feet deep. I caught some bait fish with my cast net and rigged up a few catfish rods. The biggest fish we have in this lake are blue catfish at around 60 pounds. This is especially important to remember because what happened next did not sound like a fish jumping. It was a huge splash, but a strange sound came from the spot as it emerged. There are no alligators in this part of the state. No, this sound was unheard of to say the least. It sounded like a monster from a horror movie. Nobody had told me anything about what lurked in the lake other than obvious fish. At one point, I saw red eyes and it looked like a big serpent-like head. The way it sounded was like a loud whale-like squeal, but with a deeper tone. I have heard this creature before on a late night, but it did not seem to pose any threats toward me in the boat. Of course, I would not swim in the lake because I feared open water since I was about 13 years old. So, I had that fear for 13 years now. Since then, I have heard the same creature for a second time. I will only fish from my dock now. Can you tell me what this thing was? Or is this thing unknown entirely? This story might be a little common or generic, but in Canada, when I was 15 years old, maybe even 16, I went on a hunting trip with my cousin. My cousin, Austin, was two years older than me, and a much more skilled hunter. But despite our two-year age difference, we were still particularly good friends. The day we had planned to go bow hunting for deer, Austin's parents were not home, and I was dropped off at his house at around 5 p.m. After we were done prepping our gear, 
We grabbed our bows and ran to the two-person hunting stand located in the middle of the woods. As we walked to the stand, I realized something strange. Besides the twigs and fallen leaves crunching under our boots, it was completely silent. No birds, no crickets, no squirrels, not a damn thing. The thought of a large predator roaming the area crossed my mind, but the thought soon slipped away from my head. After all, we had bows and arrows. We could defend ourselves rather well. After climbing up the metal ladder, Austin and I just sat there, recalling the good times and quietly whispering. We waited for a couple of hours, not seeing any signs of deer, as the sun slowly began to set on the mountainous horizon. Just as the last sign of natural light slipped beyond view, I saw something large dart behind a tree. The thing moved way too fast for me to see what it was, but thinking it could be a big deer, I got excited. I whispered to Austin, Hey, what? I just saw something move behind those trees. You're kidding. How big was the thing? I don't know. It moved so fast, and it is pretty dark out here. Could be a big buck, Austin suggested. Well, let's wait and see. Get your bow ready. We waited. And waited. For probably a good ten minutes or so, we sat there in anticipation, but nothing came out from behind the trees. Austin threw a big stick at the cluster of trees where I had last spotted the thing. Right after he did that, a pair of glowing, white eyes poked out from behind the trees. Then this animal walked out from behind the trees into the clearing right in front of us, showing itself in its entirety. At first glance, the creature looked like a normal buck, except it was huge, downright enormous. Standing on its four legs, the deer thing was about 12 feet tall. Its antlers were longer than my total height. The deer then stood up. Do not get me wrong, this deer was not sitting or anything like that. But when I say this deer stood up, I mean it stood up on its hind legs, like a person. But it did not go back to its original position. It just kept standing on its hind legs. That's when I noticed that the deer had very strange features. Some patches of its fur were gone, and in their place were rotted and decomposing skin. This deer thing's skeletal frame looked to be exposed. Based on the horrified and confused look on Austin's face, he noticed the features too. Not thinking very straight, I loaded my arrow into the bow, and right before I let go of the string, the deer thing's head snapped in my direction. My blood ran cold as the deer thing opened its mouth and screeched, revealing long, razor-sharp teeth. That was when the thought process ran across my mind. This was not a deer. I let go of the string and the arrow flew right beside the deer's head, missing by just an inch and hitting a log. It screeched and I screamed, Austin, what is that thing? How am I supposed to know? Shoot it! I watched as the deer thing charged at the hunting stand, and at the exact same moment Austin shot the deer with his bow. The arrow was a direct hit. The arrow slammed into the deer thing's shoulder, and the deer thing fell flat on its back, screeching. I loaded another arrow, and I let go of the string and I missed it again. Instead of getting a killing shot, Austin quickly climbed down the hunting stand's ladder, and I followed shortly. As I ran through the clearing and down the trail, 
I looked back and saw the deer thing getting back up, looking dead into my eyes. I kept running. I ran and ran and ran, up to the point to where I could not breathe anymore. I ran faster than I thought was humanly possible. When I broke out of the forest with Austin, I leaned over and vomited into some bushes. Then we ran inside, locking the door behind us. Austin grabbed his dad's shotgun, and I stuck with my bow. Two minutes after we came inside, I spotted the deer thing emerge from the woods. It spotted us in the house, standing at the tree line. It stared at us with malicious intent, while we cowered in safety of Austin's house. The deer thing stared at us for a couple of more minutes. Then, it went back into the forest, leaving me very relieved. After that, I almost never went hunting into those woods again, even though Austin tries to claim he never saw a thing. But that's quite literally impossible, and I'm pretty sure he's just in denial. This happened to me in the mid-1990s. I was stationed at Camp Pendleton, California, and had duty one evening. Part of the duty shift is to go around and check the certain doors and buildings and make sure they were all locked. At around 0300 hours, I was out doing my rounds, and I saw what I thought was a big coyote in the road. Seeing a coyote in that area would be unusual, but not necessarily impossible. As I was watching it, and it was watching me. It stood up on its hind legs and walked out of sight between a couple of buildings. At this point, I was of course alarmed, but I figured I was just hallucinating since I had been awake for probably close to 24 hours. It would not be the first time my tired eyes and brain had played tricks on me. Later that morning, one of my fellow Marines, I will call him Harold, asked me how duty was. One thing to understand is that Marines seem to have a relatively large number of Native Americans in the ranks. It may have something to do with the pride of the code talkers from World War II, and I have had one friend, Harold, say he joined the Marines because he could not find a warrior job anywhere else. We were infantrymen. At any rate, Harold was Navajo. I had known him for years, and even spent a couple of weekends at his family's place near Gallup. I told him about my hallucination. He got quiet and said, That's Bruce, another Marine in my company. He's also Navajo, but I didn't know him nearly as well as I knew Harold. He's a bad guy. I'd stay away from him, Harold said. Now, it was always difficult to tell if Harold was joking. He was a man of few words and even fewer jokes, but he seemed serious. I told him to quit messing with me. He responded by telling me that Bruce was a skimwalker. I had never even heard that term at that point. Apparently, he came from a family of skimwalkers, and that they were bad witch doctors. At that point, I did not know what to believe, so I just dropped it. I can say that every time I came across Bruce after that point, he just stared at me, with that same blank stare that Coyote gave me. I gave him a wide berth from then on out had some other odd experiences in the South American Southwestern Desert, and probably a gin encounter as well when I was embedded with Iraqi troops years later. We could see a man walking around in the darkness, but nothing with the thermal or IR sights. But that was by far the strangest encounter. This skimwalker or whatever it was at Camp Pendleton. 
A few months back, one of my friends had opened up to me about a creature he said he encountered two times around New Jersey, where my mother lives. This same friend and I have encountered a skimwalker in the past while being in New Jersey, and he told me when he was just a boy, he saw something in the fields next to his house out in the middle of nowhere. Whatever he saw still terrifies him to this day. He has had two encounters with this so-called creature, one in the middle of the day when he was a boy and one while waking up in the middle of the night. Here are his encounters with an alleged dogman. These stories are also from his perspective, so I could capture the narrative. I hope you enjoy his stories. Hi, my name is Todd, and I have lived in New Jersey all of my life. Since I was a kid, I had all sorts of paranormal and creature experiences, which I can also tell here in the future at some point. I am a heavy believer in the supernatural and in Dogman and other cryptids, just like my friend Sam. Here are two of my encounters with what I believe are Dogman. It was a clear sunny day as I was walking alongside a trail that was close to my house. I was only around seven or eight years old at the time. It was so beautiful out that day, and as a young kid, I was taking it all in. I was having an absolute adventure picturing myself just running through the open fields waiting for my mom and dad to get home. The trail I was on has beautiful scenery all around, with tall grass for miles. To my left, there was a dense forest to my right. I just was walking through the woods, as whenever my parents were not home, I would just explore. I was enjoying the walk, taking in all the feels of the nature. The smell of the woods was intoxicating, as well as the chirping birds. Then the woods fell silent. I felt like someone or something was watching me, and my eyes darted around the entire area. I then looked to my left and noticed something in the tall grass. To me, it looked like a big dog, but then I saw that it was crouched down like a man would be if it were hiding. It was covered in brown fur. It looked like it had a muzzle and ears like a German shepherd and had eyes that were blood red. I thought it was more curious than frightening at the moment, but I was still on edge. I was scared for a bit, but I acted like I did not notice it and just went along my day and ran back to my house. I never really spoke about this encounter with anyone of my family, as they would probably think that I was crazy, but that was my first encounter with what I think was a dog man. The second encounter only happened about four or five years ago if my memory serves me correctly. At this point in time, I lived in a different house. The house was close to a large forest, and the biggest predators I have seen around here were either coyotes or foxes. Now, what I saw that night was no coyote. I woke up in the middle of the night with my throat dry and realized I was thirsty. I went to the kitchen to get some water when I felt the sudden sense of dread and felt like I was being watched. I investigated the window close to where I was, and to my shock and horror, I saw this huge animal in my backyard. Whatever it was had noticed me, and it was staring at me with these crimson red eyes. I felt utterly terrified, and to my horror, I saw the animal bare its teeth at me and stand up on two legs. This creature then started growling, and I could hear it as my window was open slightly. I also saw its breath come out of its mouth, 
and I realized this thing was a real animal. It looked to be about seven or eight feet tall on both legs, with the head of a German shepherd and a body shaped just like a bodybuilder. Whatever this thing was, then looked at my fence in my yard, ran to it, and jumped across it into the woods below. I went back to my bed, terrified and could not sleep for the rest of that night. These two encounters with these beings have shook me to the core, and made me realize that there are creatures that science refuses to recognize out there. Be safe, be careful, and be sure to never explore the woods without being armed in some manner. Thanks for listening to these creepy and allegedly true cryptid encounter horror stories sent in by viewers just like you. If you enjoyed these stories, please be sure to hit that like button as it helps me out a ton. The more likes this video gets, the more YouTube promotes it in the algorithm. If you're listening to this on iTunes or another podcast platform, please give this show a 5-star rating as that truly helps me out a ton and it's really appreciated. If you're new to the swamp, why not join us and help us expand our ever-growing waters? Hit that subscribe button and turn on notifications to never miss a new video as I upload them almost every single day and all things natural and supernatural. If you have a story that you would like to share, whether it's an encounter with an unknown creature or something entirely different, be sure to submit your story at swampdweller.net or the email you can find in the description down below. I'd love to share your story with everyone here in the swamp. It's stories like yours that truly help keep this show going on a daily basis. I'd love to know in the comments down below what story tonight was your favorite. There's something about dogman encounters that just shake me to the core, and I'd have to say that one was my favorite. If you're on the go and don't have YouTube Premium, but still want to listen to your favorite Swamp Dweller scary stories wherever you go, you can download them absolutely free from iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and just about everywhere else you find your favorite podcast online. It's absolutely free and always will be. If you guys would like to support The Swamp outside of hitting that like button, subscribing, and giving the podcast a 5-star rating, maybe check out the merch store. I've got face masks, t-shirts, hoodies, and everything else you could imagine. I'd love to see you guys in some cool Swamp threads. Much love and appreciation to my good friend, Papa Scare. If you enjoyed his voice and his reading, please check out his channel. You can find the link to do so in the top of the description. Be sure to give him a subscribe and help him out. Thank you guys, as always, for supporting the show the way you do. I'd love to see you guys on my social medias. Check me out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and I'll see you guys soon with another creepy video.